Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. to E-Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Welcome to the third episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, the podcast where you're encouraged to wear your mouse ears over any headphones you may be wearing. It's been so wonderful hearing from all of you via the Instagram page and the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for the love and support. This podcast is for you, the listeners. I hope you're finding as much joy from listening as I am having these conversations with the Broadway stars about their love of Disney parks. If you haven't checked out the Patreon page, please do so. And remember, part of your donation goes directly to support Gilana's Fund, an organization promoting inclusion, justice, and acceptance. The guest on this episode loves Disneyland just as much, if not more, than you listening. You'll hear more soon, but not only did she grow up going to and then performing in the parks, she's gone on to voice a fireworks show at Disneyland and give voice to a Disney character, a true Disney superstar. On the Broadway side of things, she starred as Alphaba on Broadway and across the country in Wicked, and has also led the companies of Brooklyn the Musical and Rent, for which she was part of the closing company. She starred on the national tour of Falsettos, and has so many other exciting credits, including Tangled the Series. Check your Fast Pass return time, because it's time for Eden Espinoza. Eden, it is so cool to have you on this podcast. You are not just a Broadway star. You have so many incredible Disney credits. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Do you love Disney as much as I do? I'm absolutely obsessed and have been my entire life. (laughs) Because you're from Southern California, right? Yeah. I born and raised in Orange County in Orange and Anaheim. Um, And Disney's always been, it's just always been there. It's always been a part of my life. I've had other family members that have worked for the company in entertainment. So I've been going backstage since I was a kid and um, seeing shows. And oddly enough, I ended up working with people that I had met when I was like seven years old. My my uncle was a kid of the kingdom. So, I, you know, 
people people work there for for years and years and years and so i ended up working with people that i had that worked with him in shows and it's just always it's in my dna yeah i i hear that now eden we have to talk about the fireworks spectacular magical please there's this great interview in a D23 publication about the first time you got to see the show and hear your voice down Main Street. Can you tell us what that was like? Yeah, it's always it's always been a dream a dream of mine to be a, the voice in the sky. Um and uh you know when I was asked <clears throat> I to do it, I just remember my agent actually being like, "You know, we should look at this deal because it's not that much money. And I was like, I don't care. I would do it. I was said, I don't, I really don't yeah, care. Like, I'll do it for free. Um, and um, yeah, the first time I heard it and saw the fireworks with, you know, everything and everyone on main street, I was inconsolable. Like I just was sobbing. And, and the first time I heard it even before then in my car, when it was finished and they gave me the CD, um, I just, bald and I still do to this day. Like I will cry when I listen to it. I have it. I have the file on my computer. <laughs> and um, you know, it was just everything. It's it's that Disney magic that you that that gets you. It's the fact that it was me. It's the fact that it's the first time that they used a like a puppet in there, the Dumbo section and um Tinkerbell had a new flight pattern and you know it was just it was a, a, a magical moment, and it's so cheesy, but I remember it's uh, – I was there with my – at the time, my husband, and we're sitting in the VIP seats, you know, right in that little hub there in front of the castle. Yeah, yeah. And it, that, there was just one moment – I knew I was crying, but it's like um, – Wishes make your dreams come true. Like we looked at each other. We were both like our faces were soaked. And then we talked about it after just like it's so cheesy, but it's true. Like they it's do Disney make magic. your dreams come true. It is I magic. Know. You know, it's like uh, I, I buy into it and I fully believe it all. Did you ever while you're watching it kind of turn to the person next to you and be like, that's me? <laughs> no, but I it would be it would be fun when after it was over to kind of hear people's reactions to the whole thing in general, sure. you know, not necessarily my voice, but just like or just being there and seeing little kids like ooh and ah and scream and you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. it's so cool. One of my favorite things because when I worked for the 50th, I did a lot of guest control for the fireworks. Mm. And it was the coolest thing, and I do it now as a guest, is while the fireworks are happening, just turn around and watch the crowd. Yes. It's so beautiful. It is. It really is. It's a goosebumps moment. Did you bring other family members or friends to to see the fireworks show? Oh, of course. My whole family. And and they were they were gracious enough that whole summer, the first summer that Magical premiered, to give me um, you know, that VIP seating whenever I wanted. And so I brought several friends and family, and every time we would go, you know, I just wanted to see it as many times as possible. So, yeah, my entire family went, bunch of friends, and uh, it was a very, very cool moment for me in my life. That is, it's, I mean, forgive the, the word, but it's magical. It, it really is. is. That's so cool. It is.
mentioned, Eden, that you're from Southern California. So when you're a kid, you get cast in the uh, Christmas fantasy parade. Yes. Was that a dream come true? Did you always hope to be part of the the shows and parades? Absolutely. Like like I said, I mean, not only, you know, growing up in, in Orange County, California, Disneyland is just very much a part of like the heartbeat of of that area of Orange County, you know, it's the center of, of everything. And, but having family members that worked there and going to see parades and going to see shows, um, it was always something that I dreamed of doing. And I even auditioned as a child for the, the lost boys, um, unit, the Peter Pan unit in the Christmas parade that they used to have before Christmas fantasy didn't get it. Um, but yeah, it was just something that I always wanted to, um, to do, to be a cast member. And, um, so my first job at Disney was the Christmas, uh, a Christmas fantasy. It was a brand new Christmas parade that was happening. And, uh, it was the first year they had live carolers in the parade. So there was a group of us and we we sang that track. There's a special magic at Christmas time each year. Hearts are gay and merry and full of old tight cheer. I still remember the whole thing. And yeah, and then we great. would we would like we hand we had handheld mics and we would go down the parade route. And um yeah, that was my first Disney job. And what a great job. Best. Best ever. I was a senior in high school. <clears throat> and I remember um it was an AGVA. It was a union job. Oh, no, wait. Maybe it was before I joined AGVA. It was an AGVA. But you had to be uh, seven, You had to be 18 years old unless you were a graduating senior. And I was 17, and I was a graduating senior. And I was the youngest one. They were all, all adults, like full-grown adults. Um, and some of them are still some of my closest friends to this day because I ended up working with them in other shows years later too. So, On yes. that parade route, did you ever have days where you were like, I don't know if I can commit to this? Because like once you're on, you're on. Did you have a problem kind of keeping that spirit up or once you started, Never. you were like, I've got it? Never once. And I, I yeah, it would, I would, I would have to fight back tears sometimes because yeah. it was seriously pinch, pinch, pinch me moment. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just it was the first time I ever got to experience rehearsals after the park was closed. Mm-hmm. You know, when when the dress rehearsals for the parade, you would do them in the middle of the night when the park was closed. And it was so, so magical. You know, we're, <laughs> how many times are we going to say this word while we're talking? I'm literally a lot. thinking about it. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to call this episode Magical, magical. with Eden Espinosa. <laughs> yes. But, you know, just seeing all the lights on and, and um, with nobody in the park was just so peaceful but beautiful. Um, and I have amazing memories of that that parade, for sure. Did did any of the feral cats come out to watch you guys rehearse? I didn't notice any. No. Uh, so, sorry. Maybe. maybe they were I mean, like... I imagine they were all like on Tom Sawyer's Island that night, like, you know, over there, like in in New Orleans Square. Eden, we have to talk about the range that you shared as a performer throughout the parks. You were in The Hunchback Show as one of Esmeralda's friends. Yeah. You were in Animazement as both Pocahontas and Ariel. Yes. 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 Like... What range? <laughs> How did you 
<laughs> How did you approach all those different characters? Um, well, after I worked at the parade, I um, <clears throat> I asked my mom. There were auditions for the Hunchback of Notre Dame Festival of Fools show. And I asked my mom, you know, I was a senior and I in high school, and I asked my mom if I could ditch school to go to this audition because it was for the summer. And she said yes. And then I got a call back and had to go back the next day. And then that's when she was like, um, how many more days is this going to be? <laughs> um, but she let me miss two days of school to drive from Orange County up to Screenland Studios in Burbank for these auditions. Um, that was my first union job there at the park. Um, so yeah. And then after that, it was just like you auditioned, you know, for, for different things. And Amazement was my first solo that I ever had singing solo. Um, and I had just come back from Tokyo Disneyland. I did a contract at Tokyo Disneyland and I just come back and, uh, I got the, the three day Pocahontas track and An Amazement was like, into the woods, but for Disney movies. Oh, I saw it and I loved it. <laughs> I clearly remember it. I, I love that. Pocahontas like was carried in by some very attractive men. Oh yes, on the yeah, on the litter that represented the canoe. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Um, yeah, and then it was just like you know shows would shows would run its course, or there'd be a new show that happened, and then you would audition for that, or they'd pull you for this, and so. I've done, you know, I did Dickens Carolers in the Park as well. I did a, a, I opened DCA and did shows at the Hyperion, both versions of Steps in Time, and then an acapella group called Groove 66. And that's the, Groove 66 was the last thing I did at Disney before I moved to New York. And do you feel like, you know, the, the theme park schedule prepared you for the eight shows a week on Broadway? Yeah. Well, well you know, I, I, I look back and like Disney, my years at Disney were like my college years. <clears throat> and, um, you know, people people tend to look down on theme parks and I don't know how they all work, but I know how Disney works. And it's it's incredibly, <laughs> you know, the, the standard is high. They're, they're taking notes on you every single show. And, um, you know especially if the theater's outdoors and you have the weather and you have the heat and, you know, it just, it's a, it's a lot of work. Um, and, uh, and then on top of it, if you're a face character here and there, you know, um, there's certain ways they move and certain ways, certain things they do, do and don't do. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of standards. The integrity is very much a thing there. And I, um, I, I think that my work ethic today really does stem from my years spent there for sure. That's awesome. You mentioned working in Tokyo Disney. Have you been to any of the other international parks? No, I want to mm -hmm. so much. But so, yeah. yeah. And I worked there before the new park. So it was, there was no Tokyo Disney Sea or, sure. um, uh, but uh, I loved my time in Japan and, um, I I I want to make it one day. It'd be fun to take a trip and just like, or a year at a time, maybe once a year, go to yeah. like one of the one of the parks I haven't been to. But I like to see the differences. It's really cool. And it, Anaheim always has my heart. Which ones have you been to? I um I mean I'm with you. Anaheim has my heart, my soul, my wallet, everything. <laughs> um, 
I've been to Disney World twice and I love, you know, I always say that Disneyland is theater and Disney World is film. Yeah, I have World been is... to Disney World though. So I didn't yeah. count that one because... But um, uh, my mom's from Paris. So I've been to Paris, I think three or four times. Oh my gosh. Um, that castle is beautiful. Wow. Um, and then Tokyo, but I haven't been to the two in China. And okay. I think that might be one trip for me. Right. Just kind of knock them both out. Right. Because some of the things in Shanghai look so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when we were growing up, YouTube didn't exist. So, and like you would bring those like old camcorders. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> try and film things. And but now you can like just watch a great YouTube video of Pirates of Shanghai. I know. Which is cool. I love it. Eden, fans love your work as the voice artist for Cassandra and Tangled the series. Did you ever imagine that you would grow up to work in, you know, a parade at Disneyland and then voice a Disney character? I I hoped. I mean, I definitely hoped and I definitely wished. And um over the years I I had auditioned for Frozen. Um I auditioned for Tangled, the original Tangled as well. So the opportunities would come along and um and they were just never the right fit. And uh, so when this came, you know, you as any audition, you throw your hat in the ring and see what happens. And I'm just so, I'm just so incredibly grateful um, that that the fans of the movie embraced the show, but also embraced this new character as much as Rapunzel and Eugene and and all of them, you know. Varian and Lance as well, who are played by Jeremy Jordan and James Monroe Igohart. Um, it's it's humbling, and um, I just I love the character so much, and I love the creative team so much, and it was um, an honor to bring Cassandra to life and and to be a part of that show. Hundred hundred percent. It's really cool that you're part of the Disney legacy. You know, you're just ingrained in it now. When kids grow up. <laughs> You are their, you know, yeah. their voice actor. I never thought that that it, it's cool that there's dolls and Lego sets and Tsum Tsums and, you know, all sorts of action figures. And I just geek out. I, I really, really geek out about it. I I truly think that those of us that are lucky enough to work for Disney grew up loving it. And it's, I think that's the same on Broadway. Yeah. You know, yes. I think- you if if you're going willing to pursue this passion it comes from a place that you love yeah and i think that i think the true diehards of of anything it stems from how it affected you at some point in your life or how it you totally. know how it gave back to you or how it changed you or how it inspired you and um and i think that disney does that for so many people all over the world and that's amazing do you remember any of your like earliest memories of going to Disney? Yeah, I mean, I just the the crazy part is is you know not to break too many Disney rules, um, but I I knew that I had family members who were the characters. You know what I'm saying? I they knew were that. friends. They were friends with them, right? But like. <laughs> I still bought it. You know what I'm saying? Like of course. I knew yes. I knew what was happening, but I still it was like 
I just remember, I don't ever remember being afraid. You know how some kids are afraid right at first because the characters yeah. are so big. I just remember fully believing it all. Like, mm-hmm. it was real to me. Um, all the stage shows, all the characters, all the rides, all the, you know, pixie dust. It There was never any questioning that it was make-believe. Like, I, I really believed it. And so, you know, my earliest memories are just like, I, I there are certain things that really are ingrained. Of, and most of them are involved, involve sitting, waiting for the parades, or sitting, waiting for the shows. Um, my earliest memories of, of Fantasyland when it opened and going on those rides. Um, and... Uh, be, I was scared of the Snow White ride, though. That that ride, I never really That is up. That is a theme of this podcast. Is it? It is terrifying. Oh, I'm yes, so glad comes, I'm not alone. It's so scary. And you know they're redoing parts of it. So Are it's they? not as scary. Yeah. They're well, adding some new scenes. Yeah, that one never. And I think part of it was because it was so jerky. Like, it really, like, jerked you around to look, to get your attention yeah. to look at certain things. And that, along with just the whole the thing. like. Every- <laughs> I didn't like it. I'd much much rather go yeah. to hell with Mr. Toad. Yeah. <laughs> than go on Snow White. <laughs> well, it's Snow White, you're like you're like, you know, in the cottage and like, oh, this is fun. And then it's like, nope, there's the vultures, and then there's the queen turning to the witch. And then there's and then no you turning get the back. Mind it's for that's a the second. whole ride. I know. Yeah. And then it's just witch everywhere you turn. And, and it then, is terrifying. And then her falling off the cliff is the end, and then it's like I they know. lived happily ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's very scary. Yeah. Um if you had to get a job in the parks as a non-performer, which cast member role would you apply for? Oh, that's a good question. It might be um Oh gosh, this is this is difficult. It might be a jungle book, uh, I mean a jungle cruise. Sure, a skipper. Yeah, I mean just yeah. cuz it's that's fun. Um or Do you have a favorite jungle cruise joke? I think it's like the the waterfall one from behind and oh, the sure. back. Like Yeah, the backside now, of water. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> like they're all dad jokes, you know? Yeah. And they're well, all Schweitzer good. Falls. Yeah. Schweitzer Falls. Yeah. You know, named after that great scientist, Dr. Falls. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so good. good. I don't think I could be the skipper because of the gunshot. I oh, would be not... too afraid. Yeah. I also might want to work in the candy shop on Main Street. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You would smell so good every day. I know. <laughs> um, Eden, will you talk us through your perfect day at Disneyland as a guest? Oh, my perfect day at Disneyland. Um, I like – well, as I get older, I like to get there early. So it would definitely be rope drop with after mm-hmm. I've gotten a Starbucks. So we get a coffee – we go into the park and then I also, I like to plan out the day. Okay. You know, so you have an idea of like, not, not, not crazy schedule, but like, what are the things we absolutely want to hit? But here's what the thing that I miss about living in Southern California is having an annual pass because my ideal perfect day is just people watching and mm-hmm. snacking and doing not feeling like I have to get things in. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So it's like I I even enjoy just like 
sitting in the atmosphere and just, you know, soaking that all in and watching people and eating a corn dog and, you know, then are you then, going with, are you going with a big group of people or just one other person? It really depends. It really depends on the person sure. and it really depends yes, on the people. It does. Yep. I love going. I think my perfect Disney day would be a small group of people, probably four at the most. No, six at the most. Fill with people who haven't been. I love going. That is so fun. I yeah. love seeing, you know, an adult take in the park or even with kids and seeing them take in the park for their first time. But I, I, I am a snob in the sense of like, I don't like going with people who are going to say it's stupid. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I no, mean? No, not at all. Totally. I don't want to go with people who are like, ah, oh, whatever, Florida's better. I'm like, this is the original. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> there would be no Florida without Anaheim. There would be no theme park without Anaheim That's either. true. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Come on. Oh, I'm yeah. The same. I, I once took someone and they were like, I don't know. I don't like it. And after Radiator Racers, they were like, that is so awesome. It's and I was the like, best. yep. Yes. Thank you. Oh, silly. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, this it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for Fast Pass Answers. <laughs> okay, Eden, here comes Fast Pass Answers. Okay. I'm going to start the clock. It's going to be 30 seconds after I ask the first question. I'm nervous. Are you? Everyone's nervous. It's going to be so awesome and <laughs> okay. magical. Okay. This is called, they're all magical. Okay. Eden Espinoza, what is your favorite ride? Peter Pan. Name a character from Peter Pan. Wendy. Name a ride in Tomorrowland. Base Mountain. Favorite Disney song to sing. When You Wish Upon a Star. Favorite snack in the parks. Corn Dog. Favorite Disney character. Mickey. Name a character in Wicked. Alphaba? <laughs> Name a song from Pocahontas. What? Just Around the Riverbend. Time. That was so <laughs> wonderful. I was like, is this a trick? Alphaba? No. Alphaba? <laughs>
I the fact that you answered favorite ride was Peter Pan. The next question, truly, honestly, honestly, was name a character from. Peter oh my Pan. gosh! Amazing! I thought that was like an whoever. I thought that was based on somebody's answer. No, um, I love that your favorite character is Mickey. It is. He's. I, I feel like he's my best friend. I'm not kidding you. You know what? He is. And here's also what's crazy. When I meet, ugh, this is gonna sound so. This is no. going to make me sound crazy. No, you are in a safe I, place. I like cry when I see him in person. Yeah, I cry. Yeah. And, you know, especially when you've been waiting, you know, in Toontown when you go to his house and then like you're waiting and then they let you in the barn. And I've been fortunate enough, you know, over the years to have access to a VIP tour guide. And even then yeah. when they arrange like a private thing, it's like it feels – so special. It feels mm-hmm. like I'm meeting a celebrity because I am. And I just, he's the best. And I'm i am not, can I say one thing that, uh, one bad thing, that I'm, I'm not completely sold. He's been having a lot of work done. You know, this is the age of filler and Botox. And, yeah. you know, he's been having a lot of work done. And... I just think he needs to cool it before it goes too far. And then we're getting into like cat lady territory. <laughs> I hear you. That's funny. Did you ever um, meet a Mickey whose like mouth was moving and eyes were moving? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that. I don't need I, that. I, I, it's just, I mean, I can appreciate the, the, technology of it but i i prefer i prefer the old way there um I've, I've shared this on the podcast but my favorite thing is when i see mickey and i say mickey do you remember me and he always nods his head and i feel that unconditional love yeah and i just i know i'm i, I love it yeah um that was great and alphabet was not a trick question she is a character <laughs> in wicked <laughs> Elphaba. This is, you know, it's Broadway meets Main Street, so we have to remember Broadway. Okay, got it. Put on your thinking ears, it's trivia time! Oh boy! Eden, here is your trivia question. Uh, It's very magical. You. (laughs) We need need someone to be tallying up how many times we're saying it. I know. You sang Chim Chim Cheree in the Disneyland fireworks show Magical from the yeah. movie Mary Poppins. Yes. One of the set pieces from the Banks' home in the movies lives in which location at Disneyland? Oh, no. My first guess would be in Walt's apartment on Main Street. That is a great guess. But it's You are wrong. on the right mindset. It is wrong, but you're on the, the right mindset. Is it in the fantasy dream suite? Nope. Right, very close. <laughs> but you're telling me it's on a second level and it's exclusive. Club 33? Ding, ding, ding. Club Yay! 33. Totally. Yeah. It's this Which... beautiful, ornate walnut table oh. with the white marble top. Oh, I didn't know and that. And I, I said Mary Poppins movies because they lent it out for Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah. that cool? Have you yeah. been to Club 33? I spent my 33rd birthday there. I, I Eden, went for my 33rd birthday. So did I. Shut up! Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes, to I the think minute I, met my I turned Disney 33. Twin today. What? 
I think I met my Disney twin today. I know you did. Well, we've met Sorry. before, I'll, but I think our I'm souls are add, intertwining today. That is so cool. I know. Okay, so we are the same type of Disneyland nerd. Oh, yeah. Where I was like, where else should I turn 33 but at Club 33? Yeah. Was I, And that was your first time there? Yeah, I had, I had actually been inside because I sang there for a special event with the Dickens Carolers. So um, cool. So, yeah. I had never eaten there, though, and been a, been a patron. <laughs> yeah. I always say, if I make it big... I'm not buying a yacht. I'm not buying a, a second home. I'm buying a Club 33 membership. Yes, money well spent. <laughs> this is when I would like say my Venmo name is <laughs> for all you listeners. Yes. I won't do that. Anyone care um, to sponsor me a membership to Club 33, <laughs> I would greatly appreciate it. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. In the next uh, section is called Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options and just let me know which one you prefer. Okay, great. And if you can't choose, I don't want to put you in a tough place. You can just okay. let me know. Okay, the first Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Baby Mine or Second Star to the Right. Oh, gosh. Baby Mine. Baby Mine. Heartbreaking. I mean, and I got to sing it in Magical. Come on. I know. But I love the second star to the right. But if, if, if you're making me choose. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Soarin' Over California or Star Tours? Soarin'. Yeah, Soarin' is so good. Soarin' Over California. But I do have very good memories of the first time I ever went on Star Tours and that first time I experienced light speed. I have to be honest in saying now when I go on it, it makes me a tiny bit motion sickness. The Fair. new, the new. So, yeah. but Soren is just, and now it's Soren. It's just called Soren over the world. Soren over the world, which um, I prefer. It's beautiful. No, I love yeah. it. I, I love, love it. Soren over the world. I remember the first time you went on that, and you took off, and you were like, "This is the coolest thing." It's. It's. I cried. Yeah. It's unreal. When I take people to it that I've never been on it, I'm a terrible, terrible guest, but I make sure they don't watch the safety video oh. because I don't want them to see in the video that they they take off. Yes. Um, and it's, I just like watching them. Yes. So fun. You mentioned that you worked at DCA when it first opened. Do you miss any part of like the first version of DCA? No. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done Incredicoaster? Yes. Like, I thought I was going to miss um, California Screaming, but I love the Incredicoaster. I, it is an improvement. I mean, yes, yeah. it definitely is. I mean, I think everything they're doing, is, you know, because I just remember, you know, being there and and the quote-unquote politics of it, the quote-unquote reviews of it, um, and just the underwhelming response. Um, and so I think that... They were trying something new and different. And I think that when people come to, especially Anaheim, they there's a certain thing that they want. And so it's nice to see that they the changes that they've made have have improved it. I kind of, I mean, they still have it, but it used to be a Robert Robert Mondavi like wine taste that that restaurant there oh, used yeah, to be like yeah. robert mondavi you know winery you know i think they were trying to give something a little bit more sophisticated but um i love cars land and cars land is so fun it's so good 
there's that that um, gift shop the um, off the page. Is that what it's called? Yes. Uh huh. Where I it's one of my favorite stores. It's so good. I bought a um, Dopey's my favorite character, and I was in it last summer, and there was this beautiful painting, and I gasped when I saw it, and a cast member <laughs> comes over. I know what that gasp is. You're going to buy this. I was like, I'm going to buy this. <laughs> I was like, you, how dare you? They're it was so not cheap. Good. I love it. That's amazing. Okay. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, World of Color or Fantasmic? Fantasmic. Yeah. 100, no doubt, hands down. Yeah. World of Color is magical, but oh, there it I said is. It. But you can't compete with Fantasmic. Never. And it, it, and even the new ver- I mean, I, I'm a purist. I like the I'm, original. So, yep. I yes. mean, but even the new version and all of its changes. And I, you know, I am literally obsessed with Heather Headley, but I miss the original vocals. I like, too. you know, I, I think she's amazing. And, and I think the, um, the dragon's amazing, but the dragon was amazing the first time. Yeah. You know, but I get we got to we got to change the technology with the times. I get that. every time I'm struggling with changes. My friend who works at the park, who's worked there for over 30 years, always says Disneyland is not a museum. Oh, and then I breathe a little bit. Yeah. But you take Peter Pan away from Fantasmic and I'm going to protest. <laughs> I mean, I know I miss it, too. I miss it, well, too. especially if that's your favorite. I know. hear from some of you huh Eden we opened up social media for questions and your fans came running they are so inquisitive of your love of the parks and your work with Disney um, Christy asks what's your favorite memory from when you worked at the parks I think um I there's there's really so many to choose honestly um but probably the f- the first time singing on stage that the montage that number in animazement which it's like a it's a montage of um pocahontas just around the river bend quasimodo out there and hercules go the distance and it's bruce healy arranged it and it's it's impeccable it's just exquisite and perfect and being a part of that original cast singing that was uh, and my it being my first like solo and oddly enough you know Stephen Schwartz and you know what I mean and then years later my Broadway debut in a Stephen Schwartz musical it's just all very full circle and beautiful so it's meant to be right yeah that's cool Chris asks which version of Cassandra would you want to see as a walk around character oh that's really good uh Wow. Maybe we could do regular casts and then at night or just seasonal during Halloween, Moonstone casts. But they're both equally as iconic, I think, you know, because there's also her handmaiden outfit that is, you know, but I guess maybe Moonstone casts. Would you wait in line to meet her and then just lose it? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I definitely would. I'd want to see that. <laughs> I would want I'm to see assuming... it too. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they'd ever have her walking around the park, but I would. I would liter. That would be the the very 
the fifth the cherry pinnacle. on top of the cake. Like, there's already been a lot of cherries on top of it. That would be, like, the the final. <laughs> We're going to put it out there. It'll happen. Okay. I'm, I believe in magic. Evan wants to know, and so do I. I think this is a really great question. What's the process of being the voice of a Disney fireworks show? Are you given visual reference when recording it? Are you involved? Or do they just say, sing this song? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, you are informed about everything. Um, they would they sat me down and walked me through every section, showing me storyboards and um, and mock-ups of all the the projections and um, drawing re- renderings of of what things would look like. Um, and and then they would they sent me demos of of each section. Uh, so I knew what it was. I knew the vision that they were going for. And this was, you know, they recorded this at Capitol Records in Hollywood. And I recorded it in the big booth where Frank Sinatra, Judy, you know, that, that famous studio where they all, that's so cool. Unreal. Bruce Healy again, um, was, was there and, and ran the session. And, um, so I did know, um, all the sections and and saw storyboards ahead of time. So if they were like on this big note, there's a huge firework. Did that inspire and like your placement of the note? Uh no, it wasn't that specific. Um they yeah, it was more just like the sections and and the through line of 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 the the, the story, the storyline of the of the fireworks show. Um but I just remember like we would try things different ways and and um you know, I would, I would, they, they gave me a lot of freedom of just like, can I try that again? And can I float it a little bit more? Or can we try it in a different placement? And, and I just tried a bunch of things and, and they chose, they chose what they liked. I'm, I remember seeing that fireworks show and loving your work. I mean, like that's, thank you. it was a, so, it was such a, you know, and I, I, I say it on here too, like you can always tell if, if they're treating the job as a Disney fan or it's just another yes. job. Yes. I also do believe that. that like, you know, I think over the years they've they've um they've gone more in the route of of an actor who sings, you know, like cuz Jordan Fisher just did one as well, um instead of a studio singer, and they and studio singers are so amazing at their job, but I think there's something extra when you have an actor who can express a little bit more. Um and also a Disney fan on top of it, like because you just <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. You were the perfect person for the job. Thank you, I'm honored. Carrie asks, "What type of Disney parks merch do you usually find yourself buying?" Okay, so this is a thing. Uh oh. <clears throat> this is a thing that has started in my adult years, but every time I go, um, I always get a sweatshirt. Um, okay. and I how many per- do you think you have well I, I i my older ones i would like donate or have gotten rid of over the years um <clears throat> so i purposely don't bring a, a jacket or a coat because i know i'm gonna buy a sweatshirt when i get there and then now the last like few times i've gone and the last like three or four times i've gone um i will get a pair of ears I will be the full-grown adult woman in the pair of ears. Oh yeah, and it's, and like, do you get like the headband ears or like the old-fashioned original kind of cap? Well, 
when I when I first started this venture, my my uh, plan was to get the cap, but for some reason that day just wasn't I wasn't feeling it, and so they've been the headbands ever since. So I'll either do like I I have a pair of cocoa wings, uh, wings, <laughs> cocoa ears, uh, maleficent ears, two different kinds of Mickey ones. So yeah, those are four. Yeah, love it. Um. Certified Bird asks, if you were stuck on Pirates of the Caribbean for an hour, what would you do? Oh, that's, I mean, I would, I would want to walk through, I, I would try to find a way to walk through it all. Um, but I think, uh, I think I'd probably want to end up in that first section right after you go through the battle, the, 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 the boat battle, and then you go into the town and there's like, Carlos, don't be chicken. And there's, you know, all of that section. Like, that section's my favorite. Um, I mean, that's right by We Watch the Redhead, which as a redhead was one of my favorite parts. Right. Let me ask you a question. Yes, what are your thoughts on the What are your thoughts on the, on the politically correct version? Listen, I, I mean, this is true in, in, on Broadway shows as well. I think we have a responsibility when you have young audience members to make sure that you are sending the right messages. Yeah. I think if we were, if Disneyland was intended purely for an educated adult audience, we could keep the original as we yeah. could lo- say, look at our mistakes. But I think because you have such impressionable young people, to objectify women like that is not a st- <laughs> not what we want to be doing at Disneyland. Mm. Um, so I like that they gave an homage to the original by keeping, you know, that pirate a right. redhead. We see it. But I remember as a kid when they switched from, you know, when the, the pirates were chasing the women. Yeah. And then it's like food and it's kind of switched back. And, right. You know, I'm a very liberal person that is a feminist and wants equality in the yeah. world. So I like it. But I also miss the original. Yeah. I like that answer. That was a good answer. Do you, I mean, like, have there been other changes in the parks where you were like, don't do that? No, that was really the only one where I was like, why do you have, I mean, because, and as a woman, I, I, I know and I get it, but I was also like, why did you have to change it? <laughs> but it's like if you're reviving Carousel or My Fair Lady. For me, I look back and I'm like, wow, we've really we've yes. made some mistakes. Yeah, and um, after time, there are certain stories that we don't need to tell anymore. Yeah. Or certain tell aspects them, of things. Yeah, we reframe it or we have a chance yes. to kind of have a talk back or a director's note in the, in the program. But at Disneyland, you know, I'd hate for like the talking skull before the drop to be like <laughs> – Dead men tell no tales. And also, (laughs) women shouldn't be treated the way you're going to see them. Remember? (laughs) Final question. Any.moon, I hope I said that right, asks, any tips for first-time visitors? Oh. Don't bring a jacket. Huh? Don't Don't bring bring a jacket. jacket. You can buy something at the Emporium. I mean, taste as many things as you can, I say, and just let yourself be a kid. I mean, there are certain things that I'd be like, oh, if you like Marvel, then you have to go to California Adventure first because of all the characters over there and – you know, all the Marvel characters are over there. But if you if you like the classic Disney, then you should go to Fantasyland first. You know, it's it, it just depends on the individual. But as far as your heart and spirit are concerned, let yourself be a kid for a day and 
taste everything. It's a great answer. <laughs> anytime, anytime someone asks me that, like, I've been to Disney World so much, what should I do at Disneyland? And I always say, find the historical moments. Ooh. Like, look at Walt's fire, or look at Walt's apartment, you know, in the firehouse. And, yeah. And, like, look at the tree that's the petrified tree. You know, like, look for the things that just don't exist elsewhere. Right. Eden, the next time you go to Disneyland, what's the first thing you're going to do? Well, the first thing I always do is go get my ears. So, Do you go to like the, the hat shop on Main Street? Yeah. And then if I can't find some the ones there, then I go to the Emporium. Um, it might... It might just be to like have a, I might need a moment alone. It's going to be an emotional thing for me just to like walk down Main Street. Um, you know, I might just walk down Main Street and go straight to Fantasyland. I think that's, I think that's and what wait I would do. five hours for Peter Pan's flight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it always has the longest line ever. Do you know where in the parks, and I'm not going to reveal it on the podcast, do you know where in the parks you can see a tree carved with PP and WD for Peter Pan and Wendy Darling? No. Okay, that exists. And I'm not going to reveal the secret on the podcast, but okay. Eden, I'm going to tell you oh offline. Oh my gosh, I feel so special. It's very magical. Oh, you dang it, I said it. <laughs> you said it again. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> Eden, thank you so much for joining on E-Ticket to uh, Broadway. This has been such a delight. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Hope you had a magical time listening, and we'll see you at the parks. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.